0: Welcome to another episode of Purposeful Parenting. Last week, we talked about some of the things that are happening in our world today that I call false teaching. We talked about cancel culture, critical race theory, the process of being woke, and transgender ideas that are being sent your child's direction. And we talked about how important it is for you to be aware of what your child is being taught in school, what their friends may be saying, or what other adults may be telling them. This week, I want to talk about how to handle false teaching, and how to help yourself and your child when this is going on. There are six ways that we will talk about, but what I will do is talk about three of them this week, and then next episode, we'll talk about the last three. The six things that we will talk about this episode and next episode is found in Ephesians 6. Now, some of you are Christians and others may not be, and some of you may be considering it, and others may not be. And some may be wondering just what all this is all about. My prayer is that those of you who are not will pray and ask Jesus into your heart and become your Lord and Savior. He wants you to have this armor, and he makes it available to you when you are his child. Now, I don't think there's any better way to raise children than to raise them according to God's word. Now, I've covered this in other episodes, but just in case some of you have missed it, I want to pray the prayer of salvation. And that goes, Dear Lord, I am a sinner. Please forgive me for my sins. I believe that you sent your son to die for me on the cross. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. Please forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Thank you. Amen. Now, If you prayed their prayer sincerely, that's the important thing. You're going to hear different varieties of the sinner's prayer. But once again, the important thing is for you to admit to being a sinner, to tell Jesus that you know he came and died for you on the cross, and that you want him to be your Lord and Savior, and that you want to follow him. And I always follow that up by saying, if you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family and find a Bible teaching church. There are a lot of churches that are politically correct, but you want to find one that teaches the Bible. If you prayed that prayer today, or at any time, the armor of God that I am going to talk about is available to you. Let me read Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, and then we'll cover the first three. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, Hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Again, that's Ephesians six. 10 through 18. So the armor of God then consists of these six. One, the belt of truth. Two, the breastplate of righteousness. Three, feet fitted with the gospel of peace. Four, the shield of faith. Five, the helmet of salvation. And six, the the sword of the Spirit. So in this episode, we'll talk about the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and feet fitted with the gospel of peace. Ephesians 6.11 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now notice, it says the whole armor of God. It does not say put on number one and four or number one, two, and three. It says the whole armor of God. Now it says this because the devil will seek out your weaknesses and will try to do whatever he can to get to you. Frustration, worry, or discouragement, Any of those things, if you worry about money, if you want to have a whole lot of money and you don't, if you are one that is really jealous, if you are one who tends to gamble, he is going to find your weakness. And even if you have stopped some of those things and he knows it, he will try to get in there and start building on that. He works to disrupt you. So, instead of putting on one piece of the armor, you are going to put on all six of them. Ephesians 6.12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This battle is not just against people. There are things in the demonic world that's going on. We can't see them, but they're there and they're surrounding us constantly. Demons cannot indwell true believers. Let me say that again. Demons cannot indwell true believers, but they can oppress and harass believers. That's why you need to put on the whole armor of God. Now, God does not want you to be, or me, he doesn't want any of his children to be morbidly occupied with the subject of demonism. And he does not want you to live in fear because he's already won the battle. But he does want us to fight using his armor. We need to hold our ground and know that we have already won because we are God's child. So the armor of God then is our spiritual defense against Satan's attack. Now, We don't have to wear all of this armor, fortunately, but we do put it on. It's invisible, but the army of God, the armor of God is real. And when we wear it properly and we wear it daily, it provides the the protection that we need. Remember, Jesus has already won through his death on the cross, we only have to be effective with what he has given us to fight with. Ephesians 6.13 tells us, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God. Once again, it's that whole armor of God. That ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Now, I point out, the evil day, because the evil day is any time that Satan comes up against you. Satan's attack will come in waves. One minute everything's hunky-dory, and the next minute it seems like everything in the book is being thrown at you. That's the evil day. But once again, by putting on that whole armor of God, daily makes a difference and we'll help us to be victorious. Now, let's take a look at Ephesians 6.14, where we see two of the armors of God. 6.14 says, Stand therefore, having your loins gird about with the belt of truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. The belt of truth is, is the first piece of armor that we put on. In the days of Paul, a soldier's belt kept his armor in place. And if it was wide enough, it protected his kidneys and his other vital organs. So that's the way the truth protects us. When we apply it correctly, the belt of truth basically holds up, quote, our spiritual pants so that we are not exposed and vulnerable. We should use the belt of truth every day and we should test everything according to the truth. This helps us and gives us strength and protection that we need in combat. Think about it. If we would test the cancel culture, the critical race theory, the being woke experience, or the transgender ideas. If we test that against truth or God's word, then we won't fall for what they're trying to put over on us. And parents, teach your children to recognize the truth And the way you teach them is by teaching them God's Word and what God says is true. And if it does not match what God says, then that is not right. Put on the belt of truth and help your child to know the truth. If you think about it, the truth of God's Word is basically showing what our integrity is like. Our integrity holds other things together. If you don't have integrity in the big things and the small things of your life, what do you have? You need to teach your child this. Teach your child the importance of integrity and model it for them. Let them see it. Talk about integrity. Talk about why it's important. Talk about the belt of truth. Next one is the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of a soldier was sometimes made out of of woven chain, and it was used to cover the soldier's vital organs. The breastplate of righteousness guards our heart. Think about it. A wound to the chest can be fatal. That's why the ancient soldiers wore the breastplate that covered their heart and their lungs. So our heart is susceptible to the wickedness of this world. But our protection is in the righteousness That comes from Jesus Christ. We can't be righteous on our own good works. It's because Jesus died on the cross and his righteousness was credited to all who believe in him. That's why we can put on the breastplate of righteousness because he died for us. So we can accept our Christ given righteousness, we can let it cover and protect us. And we can remember to keep our heart strong and pure for God and guard our heart above all else because that will determine the course of our life. Once again, we can put on the breastplate of righteousness because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And once again, it's important to let our children know how important it is to be aware of what enters their hearts through their mind and what they come to know and love. So put on the breastplate of righteousness by seeking God and knowing and wanting His ways to become our ways. Ephesians 6.15 tells us, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The ancient soldiers had shoes that had spikes on them. The terrain was rocky and It required sturdy, protective footwear. And think about it. A battlefield, the enemy may have scattered barbed spikes or sharp stones in addition to the rough terrain. So they had to have something that would protect their feet and help them keep their balance. In the same way, Satan can scatter traps for us. And we need to have the right protection. The gospel of peace is our protection, and it reminds us of the grace that we were given when Jesus died on the cross. Having our feet shod with the gospel of peace could also show us that we need to be ready to go out to spread the good news of peace And it's a message that Jesus gave us on how to become a child of God. Having your your feet shod with the gospel of peace, to me, can also mean having that peace that surpasses all understanding, God's peace, and knowing that it can't be shaken because you know the battle has already been won. Now I'm not saying that when something happens that we don't get upset. We do because we're human. But when we have that gospel of peace on shot on our feet, we are ready to bounce back. We know that things are going to be okay. Yes, we'll be upset, but it's not like we're falling apart because once again, The battle has already been won, and when we have our feet shod with that gospel of peace, that can make a difference on how we accept what comes to us. Parents, when you put on the whole armor of God, your behavior will reflect what God wants of you, and your children will see this and model what you are doing. Thank God that we never have to fight alone. He's always working in our behalf, shielding, protecting, and strengthening us and helping us to parent on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRow.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.